just be glad we're not doing this yesterday when I was incredibly mad because we recorded three hours about one of the worst JRPGs in history. Ooh, Xenosaga 2? Yes. Haven't you been, like, on Xenosaga 2 for, like, three months at this point? Six. And that was the end. (laughs) And only two out of four hosts did any of the post-game. Were you one of the three? I was one of the two, yeah. So, the other two people spent the entire time going, Why did you do this to yourself? As we listed off, here's your reward for this. One skill point. I hate this town. I hate this fucking town. I don't even want to be in this town. She's got dreams too big for this town. Stuck in this town. Hello and welcome to Garagaras of this town, a 2000 pop-punk and emo-pop retrospective. I am as always Elaine and with me there are two, and I said two, people. Let's all clap for Adam. jeez. Oh, Come on. Hello everyone. Adam, Adam, It is Adam, me, Adam. Adam. I return. <laughs> and I'm the Joker. Hello. Woohoohoo. <laughs> I mean, that is who would like this album. I'm sorry. <laughs> but Doctor, I am Mitch Allen. <laughs> uh, we are talking today. It's the return of SR71. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> Sybil literally owns this record. She has a physical CD of it. I ripped a CD. And she ripped it for us so we can listen to it because this is not on Spotify. (laughs) 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 And um, I don't know. I don't know what this word is at at this point anymore. Also, my computer is bonked, so I'm back on the shitty Linux thing. How about we pick up from where we left off with SR-71? We last saw them in 2000, where they were being produced by men who had worked with Jane's Addiction, the Foo Fighters, the Pixies. They were great. They had their only hit single right now, and they reached number two on the Modern Rock Tracks chart. They were riding high. And then their drummer, Dan Garvin, left the band to go join Nine Days. So... It's been nine days since you talked to me or whatever? No. (laughs) 
we record a little more regularly than that. <laughs> <laughs> and so they drop off the radar for a bit. I presume touring. I couldn't find a schedule. But they come back in 2002 when they start recording the sessions that are going to be the album tomorrow. They also cover the Daz Band's Let It Whip to stay on the radar of the public by being on the soundtrack of movie The New Guy, which is another one of those films that, if we ever go back to talking about movies, we need to talk about. Oh no, I'm scared already. Talk to us about The New Guy. The New Guy is a film where DJ Qualls and Elijah Dushku are teenagers at a high school. Qualls transfers in, but he takes lessons on how to be cool from an ex-con He's, you gotta learn the crazy eye. So imagine DJ Qualls doing face work, trying to be a tough guy to be like the hottest new thing at his school. It's it's a pretty good comedy, although I'm sure it's got some problematic elements. <laughs> oh it's boy. from 2002. <laughs> yeah, the dark years. Speaking of the darker years, Tomorrow was considered a darker album than their predecessor, coming out on October 22nd, 2002. This time we went with the yellow card guy as producer, along with one of Avril Lavigne's friends, Butch Walker, and Mitch Allen himself got into the mixing booth. He wrote every song on the album, with a couple having co-credits, and it was their first album with the new drummer, John Allen. This went so well for wait, them. Wait, 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 wait. Any relation to the thing? Is it like the Fingers Brother or something? No, Mitch Allen is A-L-L-A-N. John Allen is A-L-L-E-N. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I, I'm not pronouncing it Mitch Allen because I can't imagine he does. Uh, this album tanked. Uh, this album completely tanked. Uh, their peak was 138 on the top 200. Their only single, Tomorrow, reached 18 on the Modern Rock chart, and My World would later get a second life being part of Bo Bice, American Idol runner-up's debut studio album, where Mitch Alon, because he was already being asked into the room for song rights, went, hey man, I could do guitar and bass and tour with you, and he did. Yeah, if you go if you go and look at the sales figure of the record, the the only thing that you, you don't find the number, there's just Sybil written there. <laughs> for what it's worth, uh RCA did pay for them to tour, and the tour was a complete failure. No one showed up. Like they had half or less populated shows. <laughs> okay then. This leads to more people leaving the band, uh, guitarist Mark Boschman and bassist Jeff Reed, probably also exacerbated by the fact that they were both people on guitar, and their lead singer had just decided to go tour with someone else as the guitar and bass player. Hmm, wonder why. <laughs> wait, 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 what? Well, yeah, he was, he was running around on Bo Bice's tour. Okay. So yeah, uh... They would also lose Jeff Reed, their, uh, I said he just left, but he died. So he died immediately after of lung cancer. Oh, okay. Mark Boschman went on to become Vanessa Carlton's bass player. Oh, that's neat. So, like, everyone who leaves the orbit of Mitch Allen does pretty well. Everyone who stays around it 
has a horrendous fate. Uh, they will be joined for a little bit of the aftermath of this album by a new guitarist and bassist, but they will immediately be dropped by their label after this, and when we come back to them for their final album, there's a hell of a story to tell. Oh, I don't think we come back to them. I'm going to check. I don't think the final album charted, so if you want to do the story at the end, feel free. All right, so let me just finish out the story of SR-71. The last record did not do good enough to be on our on our spreadsheet. Well, it also has a very rocky release. So through 2003, they decide we're going to keep recording because we've got this band together. Everything is done by Mitch Allen on songwriting again. And, quote, one old penned hidden track co-written by Kevin Kaddish a year earlier. All the production is done by Mitch Allen. And in 2004, they join up with a Japanese label, Crown Japan, who puts out their third album in Japan only, unless you wanted to import the CD through SR71's website. This proceeded to gain no attention, enter no charts, and was, again, a commercial flop. I'm shocked. A typical order at the time was like, you order a gunpla, you get yourself a body pillow with some cool anime boobs on it, and you get the new SR71 album. Well, what can you ask more from your for your anime fandom? I mean, Linkin Park were active at this point. You could act for a better single. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> They had really good Japanese-only tracks. <laughs> That's so yeah, uh, this is around the time when Bowling for Soup will re-record 1985 from that third album and make it much less sketchy than the version that SR-71 records. We talked about this last time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it turns and, out... Now, give, give me a second. We've talked about Bowling for Soup before, and when Bowling for Soup make your, makes your song less sketchy, you have a problem. Like, if Bowling for Soup is the band that makes your song less sketchy, um, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, that's, um... That's like saying that Coldplay covers your song and makes it more upbeat. <laughs> I mean, they do have some very poppy tracks. This is like saying that Weezer covers your song and makes it less cheesy. <laughs> Oof. Oof. But from this point on... Uh, uh, by the way, sorry, I've listened yeah. to Van Weezer today. I don't want to make fun of Weezer anymore. They're just sad. No. <laughs> oh, they were sad when they started having the Muppets appear at the Playboy Mansion. Yes. No, 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 no. All of that was sad. I think Van Wither is just like, I feel bad making fun of this, guys. Now, like, this is terrible. <laughs> it is. Like, this is just bad. <laughs> I didn't think we'd reach the point where you wouldn't make fun of Weezer. But here we are. Give us two weeks. Oh, give us two weeks? Okay, okay. But also, like, come on. The, the words, pump it in me, daddy, are spoken on that record. Oh, sorry. I have to leave the podcast now. <laughs> um. Repeatedly. It's the chorus of that song. And I don't know who thought that was a good idea. Um, yeah. I, I, 
you can't see the face I'm making right now. Um, <laughs> I can imagine it, and I agree. Mm. I agree with that face. So, at this point, Mitch Allen just starts trying to make this the Mitch Allen show, and he stops touring with the band. He just does his own solo bits. And uh, I like that at least one press release called one of these songs that I could find no trace of online a fan favorite. So uh, if you've ever heard Mitch Allen's Superman, I guess people like it. I see. I couldn't find it. (laughs) Now, he proceeds to keep going and doing solo things. The band officially breaks up in 2007 or 8 while he's doing a bunch of solo stuff. He also appears as a member of a band that has vanished from the internet called Satellite, which, sure, whatever. And in 2010, they finally put out Here We Go Again, the final SR-71 album in the United States, digital only, through iTunes and Amazon. And that is the end of it. I don't know if any of the band members got any money for it. I don't know if any of them still talk to him. He proceeds to just continue on to a string of flops that... I I mentioned this off recording. There are a chain of projects he gets involved with. If anyone ever tours with him, records with him, and does not break away, they vanish from the internet. Bo Bice, American Idol runner-up, has social media that just stopped a year ago in the middle of the pandemic. He might be a casualty. No one knows because no one's looking. That's rough. So what you're saying is that if that Mitch Allen is the the ring tape of pop punk? Yes, except I'm honestly surprised you didn't veto this album because this is not pop punk at all, other than maybe one track. I am... So I'm not vetoing things that are not pop-punk. I'm vetoing things that I'm bo- are boring at the moment. That's what I'm trying to do. Mm. This is definitely not boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh? Boring is not the word that I use. No, you're correct. <laughs> I mean, we can't deprive Sybil of her fun on this day. <laughs> I guarantee we'll all have a good time with this. Exactly. Okay, let's talk about the track. Or they all fall down. Um, first, first, first impact on this. Wow, this is different from their first record. Second impact on this. Wow, this dude voice is insufferable. Third impact of this is wow, this dude songwriting is awful and I hate it. Yeah, this is not an amazing album about the ladies, but does start with some very solid guitar work, and I think he screams well. The guitar 
definitely sounds like it's from the early 2000s. I'm gonna slightly disagree there. I, I don't think the guitar is bad, but I would replace the adjective of, like, good guitar work with loud guitar work. <laughs> this is very loud. Oh, I'm referring to the uh, the acoustic bit that opens it. I think that's a good that's a good kick. Oh, I hate that. Oh. I hate that. Bu- I hate that bullshit. That sounds like okay. Let's go back into wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds like the fucking AJ Styles team song when he was like supposed to be a badass in Impact, which no one ever really bought. Hmm. Well, Google AJ Style gay community. It's a really <laughs> fun thing. Uh. So speaking of really fun things who wants to read off some of these lyrics or should i take the bullet i mean you're the lyric reader sybil so i am going to i'm gonna to bestow this honor onto you i will let you have these lyrics as a gift (laughs) oh this song whiplashes between weird toxic masculinity and are you trying to make me feel bad for you you can turn away like you don't even see me. Yeah, you can smile and act like you got something I need. But every night you go home alone and dream about being underneath me. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what I'm saying here is that the worst thing about this, like we've had plenty of like for Chani nice guys on this podcast, where like we've talked about plenty of people who are like, "Oh, but I'm a nice guy. Why don't they like me?" This is even worse. This is even worse. This is like the for Chan dude who thinks he's like a like a Chad. Like this is the for Chan dude who thinks that it's like a oh, it's like a pickup artist and it's like super cool. This is even wo- this is like the next level of pathetic here. Yeah. So honestly, the very first line of this, I can be as humble as the next guy. I did have to like pause it because I was like, "Can you? Can you be humble, Mitch Allen? Can Never. you?" <laughs> Never. But he can also blink and make you crumble from the inside. He can be. <laughs> he can be every nasty thing you ever dreamt a man could be. <laughs> that line gets repeated. It does. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I cannot take this song seriously in any kind of way. It's too funny. <laughs> and you know what makes it funnier? This guy has, like, a really sort of nasally voice that, like, he tries to make it make it sound gritty and, like, harsh. And it's just funny. Plus, for anyone who's seen the videos of this of this record, the, the one video of this record, oh. Mitch Allen has a look. He has, like, the, the frosted hair and shit. Mitch Allen looks like you combined every 50-something member of Green Day into one person. <laughs> that is not a bad comparison, and he was, like, thirsty at this point. No, but I mean if you combine modern Green Day together. No, no, I get it. I'm, I'm just adding that it's not even 50, and it looks 50. Yes. Uh... I don't know that I have anything more to add other than the laughter. I I, I could just go on and read all of this this lyrics. <laughs> They're so amazing. Uh, we should mention that in the middle, he has the best bridge ever. After all of this, like, 
cocky, oh yeah, I'm the shit kind of lyric, which don't really work, but whatever. The, the bridge gets really melodic and goes like, can't you see through my disguise? Find the little boy inside. I'm afraid of falling. Love is pain and now she's calling. And it's like... <laughs> you have to read that last bit out as he sings it. Love is pain and now she's calling. <laughs> it's amazing. Like the bridge is like, can't you see the real me? I am damaged. <laughs> oh, Oh, now I'm imagining Mitch Allen with damage tattooed on his forehead. <laughs> this song is amazing. I don't know how anyone can take anything from this record seriously when it starts with the song. I can't. It's like... incredibly crap. But here's the thing. This is absolutely the sort of album that when I put this CD back in for the first time in probably over 10 years i was surprised that oh yeah i could still sing almost all of this from memory <laughs> i took no notes today i don't need them i can remember all of this sybil that is not a good thing <laughs> that that's incriminating sybil <laughs> <laughs> that is cancel worthy <laughs> <laughs> A week from a week from now, we'll have to write an apology and explain that we, as soon as we knew, we had to kick you out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's next week? Maybe I'll take that one. Uh, I don't even know what's next. Oh, week. Uh, I think I think we're done with 2002, so we're doing the grab bag. Oh episode. no, no! Next week is Kelly Osborne. Oh. <laughs> 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 this podcast will kill me. A grave of your own <laughs> making, my friend. It's okay. Oh god. Let's just think about the future and talk about tomorrow. It's Linkin Park. It's a series of really terrible choices in what synth sounds to use. It, it's like Linkin Park is definitely like an off-brand uh, uh, soda that like, like a regional soda. But then this is like the diet version of that. <laughs> are you saying that SR71 are diet Fago? Yes, I'm saying that SR71 is Diet Fago, but it's like Diet Peach Fago, so it's like literally the worst possible thing it could be. I have no idea what the Americans are talking about. Fago is a drink that is very regional to the US, unless you know one of the stores that will specifically carry it because it is mostly known as a drink for juggalos. Yep. Huh. Is, it, is it like the American Iron Brew? Yes. Mm. 
Yes, 1,000%. Okay. 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 Jackaloth, the Scottish of the US. <laughs> and much like the Scottish, they also hate the FBI and Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty I mean, good. Jackaloth are okay. Yeah. Yeah, Jackaloth's rule. So... This is not bad, I want to say. This is, like, probably one of the best songs on the record. The video is something, though. The video, the video is, is insane. But but we can't go there yet. Before we go into the... Yeah, before we go into the video, this is them trying to do a Linkin Park impression. Yeah. And, um... It's not good, but, like... When you're coming from the old fall down, which is just straight up ridiculous, this one is fine. This one is fine. They do their Limpkin Park impression. It's uh, not the best. Like, especially the synth choices are terrible. Every single synth sound that they use here is not good. But, you know, it's not even that bad. Only thing that I could, only real criticism I have of this, I said from the synth sound, is that the coda goes on for like a minute 30 and it's too much. It, it, it just gets very repetitive at the end. But aside from that, I get why this was a single. It was in tune with the, with the trends at the time, and it wasn't the worst kind of linking parky thing, so... Huh. Oh yeah, we've already listened to Sugar Cult. <laughs> yeah. You could be worse. Yeah, this is this is mildly better than Sugar Cult. This is mildly better than Sugar Cult. Now, I have to say, the first verse of this song is Toxic Masculinity Explained 101. Is it any wonder why I'm scared? If I was a little younger, would I care? Feeling like the walls are growing stronger. I don't know if this cage can hold me any longer. That's four different sentences to say, I have feelings, but I'm not going to look at them. I'm going to take them out on the world. I mean, yeah. (laughs) It's just amazing that this is... They're going for a, yeah, things are tough and you got to be strong for it. But Linkin Park will at least admit Having emotions is not a bad thing. That's a lot of what made songs like In the End, One Step Closer, etc. You're going to get mad. You're going to get sad. You're going to need people around you. Things can occasionally suck. This is, you you never dreamed you'd have to live your life so guarded because they'll find a way to make you feel discarded. A good comparison to Linkin Park is Rage Against the Machine. Like, Rage Against the Machine sounds like a... Sounds like a MAGA band while being the exact opposite, right? While being a very, like, you know, anti-cop, really leftist band. But it sounds like the kind of band that would be the opposite of that, musically. Linkin Park is sort of that. Linkin Park sounds like that male aggression, like, bat music. But it's emo. But also it's the exact opposite. Like, yeah, it's basically emo, lyrically. Linkin Park is emo. Linkin Park is like... I am sad, I am depressed, I have feelings, and they're not expressed aggressively. They are actually expressed in, like, a not healthy. <laughs> I'm never going to say that emo is healthy, but in a... Um, in a feeling your emotions way. Yeah, something other than destruction. This, on the other hand, is like, it sounds bad, and the lyrics are bad. 
This is bat on the way down. And the other thing is, this has a less coherent message than Lincoln or Limp Biscuits break shit. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, at least there, they're very upfront. Hey, you ever get so mad you just want to go outside and smash a car? Cool. We're Limp Biscuit. I'm Fred Durst. Hi, here's my card. It's a red hat. That's that's <laughs> Limp Biscuit. They're very upfront. What is the message of this album aside from Yo, I love pussy. <laughs> well, the message is Michella loves pussy, but he hates women. Definitely. The other message is that um, he has lots of feelings on the inside, but you're not allowed to know about them, which is why he's writing songs about the fact that he has lots of feelings that he's not going to tell anyone about. I'm also telling you, can't you see past my facade? Good point. Yeah, also, also, um, other people are bad. If a person is not you, that person is bad, I think, is also part of the message of this album. And also, don't you love non-toxic? I sure love non-toxic. It's back. <laughs> for in pug form. <laughs> I like this version better, though. It is. It is a much better version. I had never heard the original. The last album had like an acoustic version, I seem to remember, which I really did not vibe with. Yeah, I had never heard that original version. I only knew the remix off this album. And I was like, oh, wow, mm-hmm. the origin point sucks. <laughs> At least this one has a nice jam to it. Okay, Fable, talk to us about the video for tomorrow. Okay. Okay, the video is insane because it starts with Mitch Allen walking in on the most 2002 woman imaginable, making out with another guy. I presume they're partners based on how he reacts because he walks in, sees an Asian woman with dyed hair. Basically, she's Psylocke from X-Men 2 with a spiked collar and a reggae armband making out with a guy whose face is never seen. Then when she sees Mitch walk in, she's like, oh, no, no, hold on. I got it. But she doesn't walk to him. She just makes this conflicted face. And he does a full 360, making a bunch of hand gestures before walking out. And then I'm going to I'm going to ask you a question, though, before you continue. OK, so we have this look. We have the spite collar. We have the red Gearman, We have a series of completely conflicting, vaguely alternative items of clothing. Mm-hmm. Is this an actual thing that people wore in the 2000s? Or is this media? Yes. This, I knew people who looked like this. Less Asian, but they looked like this. Okay, okay. Oh. Wild times. Wild times. Go on. And then we get into Mitch Allen's cash cab, which he starts driving at this green-screened car for the rest of the video, but it is shot A- at the most insane angles, they are constantly bending space-time around him, and not in a fisheye lens way, in a, oh, that perspective does not work, what are you doing way? Yeah, there's one scene where they show the people, like, kissing, making mm-hmm. out, and Mitch Allen is in the corner, and, like, I think the shot there is meant to be, like, a thought bubble, like he's thinking about them making out. Um... But it looks like it's just like sort of like peeping from underneath them with the perspective they use. And it's very funny. I figured it out on my seventh watch of this. I kept going back to that video. 
it's insane. <laughs> I figured it out because he says they'll find a way to make you feel discarded. He's next to trash on the floor. He's supposed to be in the back seat as garbage under them. Oh, yes. See. <laughs> it took me way too long to figure out what the metaphor was. But yeah, they keep showing him under a guy's legs. <laughs> Sorry, um, if you're listening to this and you have any visual media Please available, like, go of course, watch if you're this. like on your MP3 player, yeah, just go watch this. <laughs> this is amazing. I'm going to sound like I'm having a stroke describing it. Yeah, near the end, it just like randomly cuts to a dog. Yes. For like five seconds. <laughs> it's like, oh, dog. So okay. for the first part, it makes sense because he's driving and the the Asian lady and the faceless guy are macking in the backseat and it's like oh that's on his mind but then other people start teleporting in and out of the car with no reason and they're not seen anywhere else in the video there's an entire cheerleading squad at one point there's two cops saluting him from the back seat there's this angry bald guy and his friend who are not members of the band because they're not shown anywhere in the performances there is a guy and his dog. The dog just looks... There's, uh, there's also two people who do a fascist salute for some reason. Yeah, that's in there too. It... Mm -hmm. uh, there's the dog. But I don't know why the dog... Hello, this is dog. And then, as it goes on, it keeps flipping faster and faster between all of these to the point that I watched this seven times over the past 24 hours trying to catch everything. There's a baby at one point. Yeah. I don't know what's happening in this cab. It's insane. This entire album, <laughs> this entire week is worth it just for causing me to go through that video frame by frame going, who's the next guest on The Tonight Show? Uh, apparently, uh, babies, dogs, cops, etc., all are... Is that just like a Mitch Allenization hypno video? Oh, no. Um, Do you become Mitch Allen if you watch this too much? I hope not. Okay, so I, I definitely know that's out there because I know there's uh, alpha male or Chad hypnosis. Because <laughs> I've been commissioned to do some of that work. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <gasps> Don't you just turn in the video? And I'm like, yeah, okay, good job. You're Michelin now. <laughs> I think it would have to have an actual directorial intent. I want to know who directed that video. I want to know if it was Mitch Allen. Does it say on here? Are there credits? No, it does not have any credits. Also, by looking back to the tab I kept that open in, because of course I did, uh, I definitely love the comment I see here. Twelve years later, and I still think this song is underrated. I lived and breathed this song for years. The sound engineering is superior to so many tracks. It's thick and rich. Like gelato? <laughs> it's thick and rich. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's this segment that now we do, Adam. We weren't here when Sybil uh, came up with it. Hmm. Where we ask, what kind of person comes out if a person for like 10 or so years or like 20 years just listens to this record or to this band 
So I'm gonna throw it up to you, Adam. If someone lives and breathes this song for like 20 years during all of their lives, what kind of person they come out the other side as? Um, someone that does a uh, sugar cult cover band. <laughs> I'll give you a little more context. Their username is Fluffy Colt. So do they mean the gun or do they mean a horse? I mean, it's Fluffy. Okay, so it's a brony. Yeah, I think that works. Oh, no. Someone needs to search if there's any SR-71, My Little Pony IMV. Do Oh, yes. Yes, there is. <sighs> By Ernest Boy Brony. Ooh, ooh, there's fan art, too. Okay. What? Oh, okay, there's stories, too. What? All right. Uh... All right, Sibyl. can't go down this rabbit hole. We have another... No, 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 no. You cannot just say that and not show me the fan art of SR-71 as ponies. One second. You can't do that. You can't do that to me. You can do that to me. I don't want to see it. I need to know. <laughs> oh, it's, it's the plane, not the... Not the ba- okay, okay. Sorry, less interesting than you were thinking. It's the plane. There were a couple mentions of the band, but, you know, I mostly got searching for that. Um, Here's the one that you're really going to regret asking for the image on. That just looks like an ultra beast. (laughs) I don't know what that is. Oh, it's a Pokemon thing. Don't worry about it. I won't. Do you know that there's the the Pokemon with the big muscles? Wasn't that just Machamp? Yeah, but this one is Hornier. (laughs) Okay. I don't think you've known many gay men then, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> no, just search for uh, Buds' wall. B-U-Z-Z-S-W-O-L-E. Oh, Buzz, gotcha. Yeah. Oh my god. Like an insect. That's hornier than Digimon. <laughs> okay, I'll look it up. How do you do that? <laughs> there are toys of this. Oh my. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that makes an that makes a Greymon look sexless. Wait, what? <laughs> the, that's the one that's just the dinosaur with nothing but abs, right? And the f- metal codpiece? I that's metal Greymon, I think, but Oh, I'm sorry, I was one form on. Yeah. Um, I also, that's not the one that I would go for, but that's fine. I know furries who are way too into Digimon. That's fair. Don't, I mean, I was, yeah. You know, if you thought, like, I I got what you were saying, but I was more thinking, like, you know, there was Anjewomon and shit, like Digimons that are just like, this is a naked lady. Have fun. Um, I wasn't thinking about Greymon, though, but I guess that's what I get for the whole Ace thing. To be fair... This is also me knowing uh, some people who are just very into male bodies. Mm, that's fair. Understandable. How about we talk about other male bodies and transformation in my world?
Yeah, this is the transformation song. Yeah, we're, we're talking about a record, right? Uh, also, I think I wrote down about five times, oh no, when I was writing down the notes for this. So, this is what the Butthole Surfer song Pepper would be like if it was written by a misogynist. There's a chunk in the middle of this that is just straight up a bit from Pepper, except Pepper is a song that's one of those story songs. It's half-spoken word with a catchy chorus. You know, it's talking about all of these people having kind of adventures. Then it turns out that something happens. I don't mind the sun sometimes. It's images. It that's, that's the butthole surfers. There's straight up a bit in the middle of this, which mimics the line from that song. I can taste you on my lips and smell you in my clothes. Oh, I can still find your smell on my clothes and skin. I can still see your face when you're sleeping next to him. Yeah, a lot of this is just weird and bad. Yeah. Uh, definitely don't like hearing Mitch Allen say the words, because he's been inside of you. Yeah, no, no yeah. When I look at you, I see him staring through me, a wink and a smile, because he's been inside of you. That's just like... He sings the first three-fourths of that. A wink and a smile. Because he's been inside of you. Yeah, it's like the big like tonal twist of the song, which is... Yup. Please, I want to like sign a restraining order to stop Mitch Allen from talking about sex ever. Uh, good news. He makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> good news, his career is a black hole, so it doesn't happen for long. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like two minutes into the song, I was like, Jesus, this song is going on forever. And it was only this, two minutes in. <laughs> this isn't even one of the long songs. I know. But it emotionally, it was very long. Yes. I ha So this is the thing, like, it's do a lot of this, like, oh, crass, I'm gonna talk about sex and be sort of gross about it things. And then he has, like, this endings that are like, oh, you make me high, you made me real, you made me cry, now you know the way I feel, love is all around you, your universe is full, but in my world there is only you. And it's like, my dude... Choose one. Like, it's fine to want to be... Uh, it's fine to want to be, like, sleazy, like, hard rock guy. Like, it's not fine if you're Mitch Allen, because then it's just silly. But, <laughs> you know, a Velvet Revolver didn't, ha didn't end any song with, oh, actually, I'm damaged, and I love you very much. Please come back. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You, you have to keep your soft boy songs separate from your I Can Slam It songs. Yes, yes. That, that you, you have the one ballad on the record that's like, actually, I have feelings. And and then you're like, filthy songs remain filthy, but like, Mitch Allen just slams everything together and it's just so Okay, funny. so here's the problem. Like, he's going for edgy when he does like the big turn. It's like, oh, because it's been inside of you and shit like that. But it just comes off as a punchline. <laughs> like, it's just a joke. It's funny. There is one track on this record that doesn't do any of the ballad stuff, and it's easily the worst. <laughs> that is fair. Yeah. I know. I already know what yep. <laughs> I guess I have to explain the transformation part, where he's constantly talking about, is he all the things you tried to change me into? Oh, 
<laughs> SR-71 transformation fic. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you'll find one with the plane. Yeah, it's just the plane. Given what you're nobody's mentioning. Mm. Nobody's mentioning the band. Mitch Allen transformation fic. <laughs> But I can apparently find him on the Demi Lovato wiki. Huh. Oh. Can can you read the Mitch Allen entry from the Demi Lovato wiki? Uh, Mitch Allen is an American Grammy-nominated, multi-platinum-selling producer, songwriter, and musician who has written and produced songs for artists such as Miley Cyrus, Demi Lovato, Jason Derulo, Simple Plan, Faith Hill, Bowling for Soup, and three top five singles. He co-wrote the songs One in the Same, Brand New Day, Heart Attack, and Two Pieces. Huh. Okay. brings another question to me and is why is everyone in this era of like alt rock and pop punk obsessed with hair metal like this is straight up like a hair metal ballad and i don't get like you know i like living on a prayer that song was good you europe had like a good album or two but hair metal wasn't that good why are you all trying to be hair metal? It seems achievable, and those guys sold themselves, or a lot of them, especially John Bon Jovi, as being grounded working men who picked up a guitar. And and then had incredibly complicated makeup and hair? Was that a thing? Was hair metal considered working class? Because the the image wasn't... Some of them. Some of them definitely sold themselves as standard guys who just bought a freight wig and got out on a stage, man. I mean, that's why Bon Jovi always has the blue jeans. I mean, I get, yeah, that's fair. Also, you know, the whole living on a prayer, that's sort of the theme of that song, but... Yeah. Come on. Living on a prayer is a good song. Oh, it's a classic. there's a couple of good Bon Jovi songs, even though I don't believe in that man needing to have a career in this day and age. Yeah, I... I just like living on a prayer. I think that's fun to play on Guitar Hero. Remember Guitar Hero? That was around the time of this album. Yeah, that shows everyone but how young and how old I am that my thought on living on a prayer is Guitar Hero. <laughs> that's like, oh, I, I I am in my 30s, yes. My first introduction to Lit was on a, a rock band. Yeah. Let's let's talk about their actual ballad song. Damn, I thought it sounded like a, a Green Day ballad. <laughs> Incredibly soft rock hits. Hello, hello. I bring you letters from the man you used to know. Yeah, I'm not going to sing the rest of this. Yeah, no. This is extremely unmemorable. 
Uh, this was definitely one of the tracks I would skip, but it's probably because there's not much to it. It's a lot of talking about how it's funny, how we find out that love is only temporary. And then it just ends with the incredibly petty line, Maybe I'll just say goodbye. What's the... I need a verbal way to express just like rolling my eyes here, because God. Uh, the Germans have a word for that. It's Glarfenschugel. I don't know that we really have much to talk about on this other than he can't do soft boy stuff. I mean, it reminded me of a Green Day ballad a little bit, but it wasn't Green Day, so I just went and took a break and listened to Green Day for a while. <laughs> That's fair. This sounds like a letter someone would write into uh, my brother, my brother and me, and it would end with, how do I get over a girl? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. <gasps> I'm just um, brutal. It's probably that the people, the, the my brother and my brother and me, uh, brothers are the kind of people who I think would respond with oh you don't you just keep insisting until she likes you <laughs> I can't do any of their voices or else I'd try and do it I'm wearing her down <laughs> oh. yeah extreme I'm wearing them I'm wearing her down energy from the from the from the three funny brothers Truth, which is a weird one, and I don't know if I like it or if it's just there. This is my favorite song of the writer. I also yeah, like I, this one. I like it, but there's just something about it that does not gel with me. Part of it sounds like Katy Perry's Firework. Ooh, you're right. That is not the... the that is not the comparison I was going for, but okay then. <laughs> So, I have a theory about this record. Okay. Um, and I talked, I talked to Adam about this. This is a wedding band for assholes <laughs> doing a, uh, doing like a showreel, doing a tape, showing that they can make impression of all of the bands that assholes like. We have, you know, we have Bon Jovi, we have, you know, P.O.D., Link. Assholes don't like Linkin Park, but there's also Link basically every song on this record is we're making an impression of another band. You know, we have you have the hair metal, you have the emo Linkin Park thing. This is SR71 doing Alice in Chain. And you know what? Among all of the things that they try to do, 
they actually do a not terrible impression of Alice in Chain. Like, this is a grungy, grungy sort of almost metal song. It's not impressive, but, like, it's not bad. Like, music-wise, this is not the worst thing. A lot of the things in this record are the worst thing. So when I hear this, this is like, it's fine. This is catchy. This has some, like, good melody, good heavy shit going on. For once, it makes sense that they're super loud if they're trying to do a grunge thing. And I I like Alice in Chain. They're not my favorite band, but, like, I can enjoy some of their stuff. So, like, SR71 making an Alice in Chain impression, not as bad as you think. I enjoy this. Oh, my God. This is... This is a fatality. So I looked up SR-71 wedding. I found that there's someone who will sell you titanium reused from an SR-71 Blackbird rings. But then I found, I went, Mitch Allen wedding. Like, maybe there's something. And I found a site talking about his net worth estimated. A, it's incredibly low. Five million for a dude who's done multiple, like, chart-topping hits as a writer. You fucked up. And it led me to his IMDb page, which is just a string of incredibly brutal, subtle violence. <laughs> like, okay, let's hear let's it. Let's just talk. Um, one Hit Wonderland TV series documentary episode right now by SR71. Uh, da 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 da. Hit the Road, producer, uncredited, because they used one of his songs. Uh, Heartbeat song used in a bunch of British television. But then I remember, oh, that's not him. He's just one of the people who co-wrote that song. It's just a string of every band that's not him. All of the, And so many of them just have heart in the title. Heart Attack, Heartbeat Song. <laughs> just all over <laughs> it's amazing den brother he was on the jonas brothers reality show used his music he has a pr- oh okay not him though yeah i would have loved if it was no him he has two show. credits two credits just as himself forever in our hearts Sibyl. the making of documentary Sibyl. oh Sibyl. Do you know how many Jonas Brothers record we have on our spreadsheet? Oh. It's a lot. Oh boy. Oh. I can't wait. It's a lot. <laughs> and here's an even better one. He has two actor credits. They are for oh. the two versions of the video for right now. He doesn't even list the video for tomorrow on his IMDb page. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Back to Truth. Truth is um, Truth is one of the best songs on this record. Damn, that one part of this makes me think of Firework. I kind of hate that. Um, <laughs> other than that, I do kind of vibe with it. But I haven't looked at the lyrics. Do we want to talk about how this is a 9-11 song? Yes. Up. Uh- Oh no! I'm in danger. You just realized, didn't you? I, I have, I haven't looked at the lyrics at all for this because halfway through I sort of lost interest in this record. Okay. But the name of the song is Truth, and I am scared now. 
Blood and dust have changed all the colors in my mind. Black has made me see, but the truth has made me blind. To the fears, to the lies, they were here all the time. In the mouth of New York City talks, spitting dust from street to sidewalks. Pictures soaked in gasoline, twisting through the steel and concrete. The smoke has cleared, but I can't breathe. Right, this is 2002. This is 2002. 9-11 is barely a year old. This is gonna happen a lot. This is processing 9-11. But, I think, I think it's talking about how fucked up it is if you immediately come out of this and start turning on Middle Eastern people. Because there's the comment about to the fears, to the lies, they were here all the time. And then there's the lyric, in your sympathetic Sunday nights, I don't belong till all the hate that lines the face of my enemy is gone. And he repeats the bit about they were here all the time. I think it's slamming on anyone who immediately got brutal towards brown people in the U.S. Oh, God, is Mitch Allen woke? This is the secret porkies of the record. Mitch Allen's work. <laughs> Mitch Allen's work. Uh, save that for after track seven. Let's go to track six. Goodbye. headlined a WWE show. And it is so unmemorable, I only have one note for it. Yeah, my one note here is Heavy Metal, Thanks for the Memories. <laughs> because the the intro sounds very similar to the Thanks for the Memories intro. <laughs> and I don't, I don't have anything else in this song. Yeah, my one note is goodbye. Damn, you only said hello two songs ago. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, hello, goodbye, goodbye, or whatever that Beatles song is. They definitely chose this song for WWE solely for the chorus. You don't like being second, I don't like being wrong! <laughs> That's it. I guarantee. I don't have much to say about this song, mostly because I listened to it and I spent like an hour being like, what does this intro remind me of? And I was like, oh, it's time for the memories. It does have that same guitar progression. Yeah, and the rhythmic of the voice. And then I sort of just went and listened to Fall Out Boy for a, for a while. Valid. Yeah, this is this is not the worst track. This is completely middle of the road. It's a bit forgettable. Also, also, you know what the connection is? You know who's really good at being like sort of misogynistic and awful, but like with an ironic bend? Who? Fall Out Boy. Mm-hmm. Sort of their thing. Like, they're doing this. Like, they are sort of doing the they all fall down thing in another song. And it works a lot better than fucking Mitch Allen doing it. Well, it's probably because the members of Fall Out Boy, at least at the time, looked like they had just been teenagers rather than looking like a divorced dad. And also they were clever. Like, they were dicks. But, like, at least they had some clever lines, right? It's like... This is just 
Drab. Oh, okay. Who wants to leap off the cliff with me? Okay. Oh, oh no! Oh, yeah. Oh no, that's not fair. Yep. I'm just real life. You want to hear what happens when oh, they no. really go in on misogyny without any kind of soft boy shtick? Let's talk about She Was Dead. Them trying to be Blink 182 now. This is Blink, yeah. Yeah. This is just aggressive hating women. Yeah, like, see, this is the song where I was like, oh, they're being sugar cult, I see. <laughs> this is Hating Women Turbo Championship Edition. I did like the guitar, sadly, but there's nothing else here. The guitarist is going thrash on this track. I just have this meme in my mind, which I should make, but I'm not good enough with uh, photo editing. You know, there's like the meme with like Lisa, who's sort of half asleep, and someone is like pouring things in her coffee cup, and it's like there's the um, there's the quote, like you know the the Lisa is quoted as me, and the coffee that's being poured is like respecting woman juice or whatever. That's a meme. I just want an edit of that with, like, Lisa being, like, SR-71 and, like, the coffee cup being respecting women juice and then edit them apart <laughs> as if the coffee is being poured on the floor to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. You know what? I'll do that for you. Remind me when we're done. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, this song is awful. This is just, like, uh, I... This <laughs> is the worst track on the record by a mile. It's the shortest one. Somehow it sucks the most. So Mitch Allen saw that Blink-182 was popular and what he got from them was like, oh, I should make a song that's like, quote unquote, comedy about like being awful to women for three minutes. It's not even. It's two and a half. From the minutes I saw her, she was different from the rest, but I didn't, I didn't hear her talking. I was staring at her chest. Oh, let's let's do the chorus. Yeah, I know it's just a waste of time. Soon I'm gonna run out of lies. She'll just have to hear the truth instead. Every day I'm gonna make her cry. Till the minute we say goodbye and I'm gonna make her wish she was dead. That's yeah, the delivery. That 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 is the song. I I don't I don't I don't even I don't know what's the intent here. Like this is not even a breakup song. This is straight up someone being a dick. I don't get it. Like, I think... This is I Want You to Be a Corpse. The first verse made me think they were going for comedy, but there's no punchline to this, right? This is not... No, he just keeps going, I wish she was a corpse. <laughs> I don't understand who this song is for. It's the most aggro thing. And also, did you think you were going to hear Mitch Allen use the word homies? 
Yeah, no, yeah. Um. <laughs> Pop quiz. How many black people do you think were involved in the production of an SR-71 album? Is negative a valid answer? Negative five? <laughs> I feel like the generous way you could say it is, I bet you could count them on one hand. um i don't know like you know we had very shitty bands like in terms of lyrics but at least so at least if you're shitty to someone like if you're like you're being very shitty to woman in the song but at least it's like oh this is a breakup song and it's like okay i still hate this but i get it Right? Like, I still hate this, but, like, I get the reasoning behind this song in that it's an angry song about a breakup. You're not going about the right way, but sure. You can see how they get from point A to point B. Yes! I don't get how Mitch Allen gets through from point A to point B in this song. I don't get it. This is just point A. He just started out hating women. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't need a reason. At at no point does he say he can't leave. The closest we come is, I gotta get away from her. I think I'm running out of time because I think I'm going to die whenever she's behind the wheel. It's, he doesn't ever say, well, okay, I guess there's, I'm going crazy. She won't let go. But that's the leash, leash gets tighter every day. So I think it's just, I'm whipped. Wait, is this a boomer marriage song? I just realized, is this a boomer marriage song? It might be. Oh. Okay, everything suddenly clicked. Okay. (laughs) Hey, can I tell one of my favorite stories about boomer marriage and media? Yes, please. Sure, go on, go on. Fox put on a sitcom once called Till Death. It was basically... You know how in most sitcoms it's like, oh, the husband and wife who can't stand each other, but they're still kind of tender. This was that without the they're still kind of tender. These people seemed like they wanted to kill each other. And this show lasted four seasons somehow. But in the fourth season, the writers clearly knew, okay, this show is doomed no matter what happens. They're just going to cancel it after it gets to syndication numbers. So they got weird with it. They started writing a subplot where one of the characters realized his wife had been recast three times and he was going to a therapist who was also the former star of Blossom, who might have been playing Blossom, but not. And the whole thing turns into this meta mindfuck that's even funnier because they had some leftover season three episodes they hadn't burned off. So from one week to the next, it's a straight sitcom to, oh my god, reality's breaking down around me, man, with a shaggy character who's living in their backyard. That? That sounds good, though. <laughs> it's not funny enough to be worth it, but it's weird enough that it's a great story. Anyway, that's that show is the most boomer marriage a sitcom ever was, because Brad Gariff was the husband and he seemed like he was gonna put a fucking shovel to her head and bury her oh that's lovely track 8 the best is yet to come
Wait, is that a song? If you could lock the past away, step back through the doorway, this ride has just begun. So, wasn't there a song in a, one of the records that we reviewed a couple of weeks ago called The Best Is Yet To Come? There's a song on every third album called The Best Is Yet To Come. <laughs> that is fair. Just like, because I'm trying to remember this song and another song comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. Which is the problem with this record and this podcast and this life and everything, every choice that I made in this life so far. This is probably the only wholesome song about relationships on the album. This is the one where it's like, hey, you know what? Sometimes you're going to have a bad day, but I believe in you and come along with me. We're going to get through this together. And that's the message of the song. There's a couple bits that do feel very tender. Not every problem can be solved so easily. Not every answer is the one. It's all about forward motion to find your place in the sun. It's straight up, yeah. Uh, hey, you know, you'll find with everything you lose, your path clears with everything you choose. And then there's, you know, lock the past away, step back through the doorway, change your point of view. The best is yet to come. This would be, if it came out years later, a song about how, no, teen suicide isn't the answer. You can grow up. High school does suck. But it's just like weird encouragement with a ghost next to him because nothing about this person is defined at all. Yeah, like if this was coming from anyone other than Mitch Allen, I'd be like, oh, okay. But it's Mitch Allen, so all I have to say about this is have people considered not running face-first into brick walls. <laughs> and let's return to an earlier topic. This is Katy Perry's firework. <laughs> it's the same message. Twice in Baby, one Baby, you're a firework, etc. I forget the lyrics, etc. <laughs> but yeah, it's that same message. Hey, you're you're actually a nice little Roman candle. You've got a spark. You just need it, and then you'll shine. That's this. I'm not wrong. You aren't. How about we talk about emo poetry, Mitch Allen? No, it's wait, wait. No, is this broken handed? This is broken handed. Broken handed is like very bad. <laughs> it, it is. It's like extremely bad, including the line "I'm a broken handed Superman," which is oh, like, you're not gonna follow it up God, dude, with the amazing bad. line that follows that. Please, please do. You're a crypto nightingale, Snow White. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's the most bad thing I've ever heard. Oh, that's no, like, no. If you, the bridge in the middle is the one that kills me every time because he belts it out. There's no sin and virtue here. Just the devil and the Jesus road. Yeah, this is this song is how you explain that to people. Uh, I this song is how you how you explain what you mean by bad. I which is for twenty years the line just the devil and the Jesus road has haunted me. Trying to make any sense of that is that a physical thing? Is that a metaphor? What do those roads look like? What are these two paths? Like, when we talk about bad, it's exactly this kind of <sighs> gritty, like, men that want to be really tough, but also express emotion using sounds and lyricism that's trying to be really working class or universal or just like these are common things that people know. This is bad. This is the essence of this bad. This is an emo Broken handed Superman. I don't think this is emo. I think emo an emo poem would be a lot softer and a lot less a lot l- But everything but the chorus is soft. Yeah, but the line, I'm a broken-handed Superman, is exactly what I think what I think of Bat. It's like, you're using a reference without really making sense of it in a very, like, I'm just using this because it's a thing people know. And uh, you're you're also, like, expressing, you're expressing pain and emotion, but also being like, oh, I'm Superman. I'm great. I'm, like, tough and strong, but also, like, I feel and that makes me angry. (laughs) That's the essence of but. Do you know what I want after listening to this album again? I want the Mitch Allen self-help program based on tracks like Broken Handed or Hello, Hello. I want to hear his ways to his little affirmations for your day. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, You can find Mitch Allen interviews, modern ones, if you search. He's like not great. He says things like, yeah, you know there's something behind COVID. Oh yeah, I know, he's a real piece of shit, but I would love to hear a 2000s-era Mitch Allen giving success affirmation speech. What if this dude had just tried to become Tony Robbins? between blink and lit and i hate it yeah this is like a this is like a pop punk song but with a very sludgy and heavy production but you know when you have those lyrics why do we need you even need to talk about the music at all this is women respecting she was dead (laughs) (laughs) you're 
wrong. Like, it's the same. He's rushing through the lyrics almost like he's embarrassed by them. Punk sound. It's the same. Uh, is there a murder being confessed to lyrics? But the chorus is, you know, sometimes it turns out I'm not the best guy, but I'd like people to think I'm lucky instead of wholesome. Also, the funniest lyric on this album is, I buy my porn off the internet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Anyhow, um, this is just him talking about being a sociopath for the whole fucking song. <laughs> Within every song that on this record only. Okay, is it ever more blatant than I lit a fire on my neighbor's lawn? I didn't know them. To me, they were my pawns, because I live it every day. Also, uh, on the other hand, like, Mitch Allen actually pays for par. That's yeah. good. Oh, ew, I just imagined if one of my secret funders over the years had been Mitch Allen, and I hate this. <laughs> ew. <laughs> You're welcome, ew. Sybil. I'm just imagining Mitch Allen jerking it to me, and I'm really, like, you can't see how much my body is shuddering. <laughs> there, there, Sybil. <laughs> well, we found the tagline for the episode! Also, the single most boomer lyric on this album is, uh, Acting not so secretly, you wanna be just like me. That is the boomer method. Well, you're just jealous. You don't have my success. Get in the ground. It's bad. <laughs> it sounds like Blink-182 and Lit. Blit. actually liked this one until I realized how long it was. Yeah. Longer than <laughs> yeah, everything drags. else by over a minute. You want to know my one note on this? Sure. But ballad. Done. I wrote that and I was like, yeah, I'm done with this song. <laughs> it's really hard to say anything about it because it is bland even for a ballad. Make this moment last forever and a day, watching you drive by, not letting you drive away. Can you see me? Trying to wave you down tonight, because I need to see you one more time. It'll be funny if this is the same person that he wants that. Yeah. I, well, there is one line that is very, Whoa? which is, you'll be there in my mind, in my dreams you can hide, and every night I'm going to bring you back to life. <laughs> The murder count! The murder count goes up! So, it could be the woman from She Was Dead. <laughs> I mean, it could be the same murder that he already confessed to. 
I just that's fair. do that's not fair. know what the purpose of that lyric was so much it catches me off guard. Jesus. You like this record. Explain. Explain to me how do you like this record. Um, you told us. I definitely skipped You in. told us before the episode. I still like 90% of this record. And I don't get it's it. It's probably 75 if I'm honest. Because okay. I would hard throw out She Was Dead. In my mind is a skip every time because it's a nothing track. Um... Other than that, yeah, this is pretty good. I enjoy that these are jammy little tracks. Nothing feels sludgy. Even Hello, Hello is like, okay, the chorus picks it up. And the version of Non-Toxic on this album is really listenable. It is good. It's it's so much peppier than the original version. I had only ever heard this prior, and it was like, yeah, this this actually rules. When we got to the one on the first record, I was like, this song sucks. What? They learned something between albums. Wow. They learned that if you're loud, you can be shittier, and people don't notice. Uh, people definitely noticed based on the sales and tour performance of this record. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. Uh, you, if you're loud, you can be shittier, and Sybil doesn't notice. Hey! <laughs> hey, I also <laughs> like this version of Non-Toxic. Okay, but you don't like 75% of the album, so you're fine. Mm, fair. Yes. I still stand by, this was real fun to listen to, and guess what? This is probably going to make it back into my rotation now that I've ripped the record. <laughs> oh no. It's like, I'm pretty sure this is one of the seals of the apocalypse that has been lifted. It's okay. It's not like I'm ever going to run into Mitch Allen. Knock on wood. If I do, I hope I'm going 60 in my car. <laughs> Better? I... <laughs> I really hope... Because knowing, like, you know... I can imagine, like, if Bowling for Soup listens to the record, the listens to the episode that we, where we make fun of them and talk about their shitty stuff, they're, like, old enough and the kind of people who will probably, like, be, like, you know, be okay with it. I really... If there's a wish that I have for the universe is for Mitch Allen to listen to this episode because he's the exact kind of person who would go so mad on the internet about this, right? About us making fun of him. This sounds like the kind of person who would, like, be so angry. Like, because it's those people who never amounted to really any mainstream success who become really protective about what little, like, respectability they have. Their little tiny pathetic successes they did have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, that, that, is my, that, is my, that is my wish for the universe out there. Just, like, let me challenge listen to, to this, to this episode. <laughs> oh... 
dear Mitch Allen, you can absolutely come to my place of work and fight me in the parking lot if you want to beat up a trans woman. You have permission. Let's go, bitch. Gonna make it bend and break. Say a prayer, but let the good times roll. In case God doesn't show. And I want these words to make things right, but it's the wrongs that make the words come to life. But who does he think he is? that Karin. uh yeah are we done here oh yeah mm. yeah yep not going to apologize okay. for enjoying this record again we know alt rock is more my lane and that's what this is valid i this is definitely a step up from their first record the first record was garbage oh yeah i i, I was I know shocked that, by yeah. that first record just knowing this one so the, well the first record was garbage. If this was just the tunes, I think this could make it to like a 2.5 out of 5 for me. I think this is loud enough that it, you don't care. But those lyrics, okay, so those lyrics just get me. You're saying we have to invoke the Kiedis rule. Sorry? The, the Anthony Kiedis because rule is something that someone came up with where they wished that you could just get... Uh, instrumental versions of a record and it would be ten times better. And they were talking about every Red Hot Chili Peppers a song is better if you don't hear Anthony Kiedis scatting over it. Oh, I... <laughs> that is not... That, like, I don't think this uh, there's anything good. I think, like, 2.5 is just like this is inoffensive. Without the lyrics, this is inoffensive, it's loud... And it's probably like okay background music, but nothing more than that. I don't think this gets good for me at least. With the lyrics, this is just like I this is sort of repulsive. Now, here's It's not a bad as the previous record, but it's sort of repulsive. Here's the counterpoint to that. If you remove the lyrics from In My Mind, I think you could induce comas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean some people like to be yeah. able to sleep though. <laughs> Yeah, some people would like to not experience this reality anymore, so that's positive. Mitch Allen ASMR. <laughs> uh, Adam, what are your final thoughts on this? Uh, my final thoughts are that um, it could have been worse. It definitely could have. It could have been worse. There were a couple songs where I was like, eh. Alright. They were too long, but they were okay. Um, this version of Non-Toxic is better, though. Yes. Okay, question, though. Mm -hmm. We say it could have been worse, and we've listened to the previous album, so we know that it musically could have been worse. Just looking at the lyrics. Could have been worse? Yes. Could? Sugar yes. Cult. I think Sugar Cult was better than this. I looked ahead. <laughs> oh. Okay, then. I'll trust you. Same song, different chorus. <laughs> it's stupid, contagious, to be broken famous. Can someone please save us from Pop Rock 101? 
so this was an episode. I don't have the document in front of me where I note down all of the things that I have to say when I end an episode, so you get this. Uh, remember to go to our website, which is getoutofthistown.com. Remember to send us a mail at whatever our mail is. You will find it on our website, sorry. Uh, I broke them. Uh, go on, sorry, I cut off the video. I said I broke them in referring to your complete lack of ability to handle the ending. <laughs> well, it's more than my computer broke, and now I'm like with a really shitty machine, so I cannot open a thing while I talk. I should have opened it before, but I didn't. And now we're in this predicament. Um, follow us on Twitter at GGOOTT Podcast if you want to cancel Sybil. That's the place where you do that. Um, and uh, yeah, next episode is Kelly Osborne. God save us. And we do not have a Patreon, um, but we are considering opening up an affirmations and ASMR uh, themed uh, YouTube. Um, in the stylings of Mitch Allen in this episode. So keep an eye out for that. <laughs> I will read off yeah. any lyrics from this album that you like for a small fee and put it up for the world to share. You'll be there in my mind, in my dreams. No, I think you, I think you would have to... And every I, I, I night think you I'm would, gonna bring you I think you, you would have to read tonight. the She Is Dead lyrics or whatever. I can do that. One second. Yeah, I know it's just a waste of time. Soon I'm gonna run out of lies. She'll just have to hear the truth instead. Every day I'm gonna make her cry. Till the minute that we say goodbye. And I'm gonna make her wish she was dead. Good night, everyone. I am dead. This isn't lyricism. I'm just dropping rhymes like flies. Let's go freak out everyone. No reason. Who knows why? What's on your mind? Not like I've got the time to stick around. I'll catch my flight like a pop pumpkin. Get out of this town. What's on your mind? There's no point left to keep your image down. Let's terrify.